What is up, everybody? We are back. I am George Mossy, and I am here with my co-host, Kara. Hello, Kara. So, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 10. This is Part 2 of the podcast. We have so much to talk about. We ran out of time the first time because there's just not enough time in the day to this talk is- about all this 90-day drama. So, we got a little snippet of some time with Danielle and Johan in the Dominican Republic and they are still talking about this ex thing so Danielle is not backing down she still wants to meet this ex and she also wants Johan to meet him too and I'm like Danielle why does he need to meet your ex like I don't I don't I already disagree that you need to have a a relationship with your ex and when you left him in the U.S. that's where he should have stayed why is he in the DR where you are like this is all just out of control at this point and one thing that I loved on this episode was Johan was like, if you go ahead and do this, I won't stop you, but I will punish you in a later date. And I will not tell you what that punishment was. And I really enjoy that. I know it's immature, right? And I know it's bad relationship stuff. Like, okay. but I was so happy with that because she was like, well, what's the consequence? He's like, I'm not going to tell you. And yes. it reminded me of like when you were a child and you pissed off one of your friends and they were like, I'm going to get you back. And you're like, what are you going to do? They're like, you're never going to know when I'm just going to walk up and smack you in the back of the head. Like yep. it reminded me of that. And I was like, see, I like this. Johan, this is going to work, right? Yes. I can't wait to see what the consequences are. Cause she's going to do it no matter what she thinks. I think that she wants to meet the ex to either make the ex jealous or to make Johan jealous, if not both. Cause she thrives on the attention just thrives. Well, the idea that she needs Johan to meet him, I'm leaning towards the make the ex jealous. Because I was like, if I had an ex and we did have a relationship, I don't want to say a relationship, I want to say a friendship, and they wanted to meet me and I'm dating someone, the last thing I want to do is bring those three, all three of us together in the same space, because it's going to create such a negative vibe and energy. So (laughs) the No way. Right. And I'm thinking like, (laughs) whatever she's trying to do, it's going to harm their relationship. And she's like, oh, well, if this is going to make him mad, he'll be unhappy in this relationship. And I was like, thank you. We've been saying this all season. Johan, you're going to be unhappy in this relationship. We have all said that. We can see it. We totally get it. And it's like, he's trying. And in his coping ways, he had to put down a few beers, you know, to yep. get through this conversation. And then he was trying to drive home and she flips out. And she's like, you can't drive home because you're drunk. I agreed. And I agree. I don't want Johan driving if he has had drinks or whatever, but he might not have had to have so many drinks minus the tone of that conversation. Yeah. Right. I feel like that conversation made him maybe had him order a few more because he's just trying to tolerate this insanity, right? This insanity of having to meet this woman's ex when he has no interest in that. And in his culture, and I want to say in our culture too, like a lot of people in our culture, they don't want to meet your ex. Like if I'm dating yeah. you, your ex is your past. Leave it, leave it there for me, please. And thank you. But did you catch where she said, if he doesn't want to meet him, I've got a lot of people in my life that he's not going to be pleased with. So what you were planning on introducing him to all of your exes, everyone that you've ever been with. That's absurd. It is absurd. And I did catch that. And it kind of sounded like a threat. Yeah. Like she was like, if he's going to punish me this way, I'm going to punish him that way. And it's not tit for tat, right? This is a marriage. Sis, too. That with her. 
I know it's too, and it's like this is a brand new marriage. Everything cannot be tit for tat. Okay, so enough of them. I want to talk about Chris and Jamie. So they get married, and the day after they get married, they're looking at food trucks, which I love food trucks. Anytime I go somewhere and there's a food truck outside, I get super excited, like a kid with the ice cream truck. I'm like super excited about food trucks. Apparently, they're expensive. So ten thousand dollars for one that you can't eat in, and twenty thousand dollars for one that you can't. I didn't even know that you could eat inside of a food truck. And it had zombies in it. So I, if I had $20,000, I would want that truck. But yes. we watched that and they're not ready for that because we learned that Chris is having financial problems. And she kind of had been hinting around about it this season because we kind of learned about the apartment being a little more expensive and that was an issue. So we've been seeing little snippets of these financial issues, but she's going to have to go back to Alabama to fix some things with her bank. They think that someone stole her identity because she's clearly in another country swiping cards everywhere. So people are like, who is doing that? And then there's some narcolepsy medication that they don't carry in Colombia that she needs, obviously. And I don't know how you can fix that. Can you ship medications overseas? Like, I don't even know. Like, these, this is all foreign to me, right? Oh, in my opinion, okay, even if I just travel out of state, I always call my bank and let them know it's me because I'm not going to run into any issues when I'm out of town. So why wouldn't you call your financial institution and let them know you're moving out of country, first of mm -hmm. all? And second, you cannot tell me there's nobody with narcolepsy in Colombia. That is, this is all piling up to, to something off. She is very... <sighs> I want to say that she said, I mean, she went in saying she had a lot of money. It's not looking mm -hmm. like she does. And there's so much unfolding and it breaks my heart for Jamie. I love Jamie. I think she's got the most beautiful heart. When she cries, I cry. I don't know what it is about her. But oh my gosh. Watching her cry just it infuriated me. I got mad at Chris. It's just something's unfolding and it's not going to be good. Yeah, I, I really hate it because Jamie really feels every time that Chris says she's going to leave, she's never going to see her again. And marrying her didn't erase that feeling. That feeling is still there because in the car when she said, if you don't come back here, I'm going to burn your stuff. I believed every word that she said. She yeah. meant it. She was like, I really would be beyond the point of heartbroken. I will be insanely upset and angry to the point where. I will not know how to live without you. And I feel like that love is so strong. And I know they just met, right? It's only been like a month since they physically met in person. But I feel like Jamie is in this forever. Like Absolutely. when she said when the, it was their wedding, she's like, this is forever. I'm never getting married other than to Chris. And I yep. believe her. So I really hope that this isn't a way for Chris to skip town. And I mean, she hasn't said that she would, but we don't know what all is going on behind the scenes and how can you fix all of these things? And she said like a couple of weeks, like yeah. if there is a medical situation where you need to ship medication overseas, I know you can't ship certain drugs overseas. There's like laws for all of that stuff. So I'm just really worried about Jamie. You can buy over the counter. She can, she should have set this up with her doctor to for her mom to pick it up and her mom to be able to send it or something to that effect. One of her children, she should have had all of this lined out. She, yeah. if, if Jamie gets her heart broken, I'm going to be so furious. I mean, I feel Me like too. she's broken, but I just, I won't be able to handle it if Jamie cries anymore. She just, she, that girl owns my heart.
she has put up with a lot on this short 30 days. And I feel like she's such a trooper. So I want to hop over on a plane and go to India because we want to talk about Rishi and Rishi and his friend Natish, um, who is also an astrologer. They were in a dance club, which to us Americans, it looks a lot like a strip club minus the pole. But Rishi said that that is not the case. They do have hookah. The girls do dance very close to you and on the floor and very sensually, but that is not the same thing. So I'm going to leave that up to the interpretation of the viewer. And I'm not going to go any more into that. But this was hiding in a broom closet. That was the weirdest thing to me. When she was done and she went in the closet and closed <laughs> the door, I was like, this that is the... Weirdest thing I've ever seen. So yeah. we found from the astrologer Natish that the best time for Rishi to tell his parents about Jin and the engagement and her existence as his fiance is August 2nd at 4 p.m., which is insanely specific. I was like, I didn't know like astrologers and psychics and mediums could be that specific. Because when yeah. we ask them questions normally, we get like a vague answer. And that was so specific. I was like, I kind of want to call him and ask him for the lottery numbers because he gives direct yeah. answers, right? Well, that's like 50 something days from that time. And Jen is already in route and she's already angry because yeah. she found out from Randy about the picture and a lot of people were comparing the picture on Twitter tonight, and they were showing how different Rishi looked now from the picture. And it kind of brings back to what you were talking about last week, because you were like, well, that picture is from 2017. Yes. It's not a recent picture. But yes. Jen still confronted him, right? They were at the oil drip massage, and she still confronted him. And I think what really rubbed her the wrong way, it wasn't that she thought that he was doing anything wrong. It's more so that he didn't acknowledge it, and he said that he didn't remember. And it's like, if you don't remember doing it, does that mean that you didn't do it? Does it mean that you do it so much you don't remember specifics? That's, I think, what got to Jen. And I was just like, I would have felt better if he just would have admitted to it, right? I would have felt much better that way. It also goes back to Randy, because when Jen said, do you want to see my phone? He says, yeah. And then she shows him. And it's literally just the one text that Randy sent. The one picture that Rishi sent that's mm -hmm. all, all over the internet and nothing, there was no text stating because Randy's the one that said they were making plans to meet up. That wasn't in writing. So that's just her words. There's no proof that that actually happened. So him saying no, I actually believe him. I don't think he did. I don't think he set anything up with Randy. I think that's Randy talking. Well, see, I kind of feel like there's evidence to support what you're saying, because when she said, can I see your phone? And he just handed it to her. I feel like someone who's guilty will say, why do you want to see my phone? What do you want to look at? He literally felt like he didn't do anything wrong because she kind of gave him a reason or a chance to, to admit to anything before she showed him the evidence. And he was like, no, I don't have anything to say. And then when she opened the phone, she was like, oh, you sent this person a rose. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know how how texting and flirting works, but I feel like social media is just one little friend, overly friendly thing. Like, I feel like people say things really overly friendly on social media, like you would never say in person to someone. So everything comes across as flirty to me because I've left comments on people's posts before. And then I've had like people comment back and say, she has a boyfriend or she's married. And I was like, oh, I wasn't like, that's not, yeah. that's not what I meant. But we, the way we talk on social media, it always can look a certain I way because there's no tone in yep. text. So yep. I don't know. I don't feel like 
I mean, it's been three years, you know, and he is talking to the astrologer. He is working towards telling his parents, which we didn't know if that was true or not. But he yeah. does have a date, a specific date and time, 4 p.m. on that day. So I don't know. What do you think Jen should do? Do you think Jen should let this go or do you think Jen should push the issue? I think she needs to let that go completely. I think Randy blew it up and made it something it's not. And it's just going to cause more problems if there were specifics saying yeah, when you get here, I'll meet you at the airport or I'll meet you at the train station or I'll meet you at this restaurant. There's none of that in writing. That's Randy talking out her ass. I'm sorry, but it is. But well, the astrologer said, if you go back to three years ago, he told them it's going to be a long road for the next three years, whatever time he saw him last time. So mm -hmm. we're we're not to the three-year point. They've only been together for a couple of years. So we're not even to the three-year point. How can he give them a date of August 2nd now if it's not even, if the three years isn't even up? So now all of a sudden there's a good date in there? That's a good point. You're right. Because we've, this isn't the first time we've seen him yeah. on this season because he was the friend that they brought over to disguise Jen as a friend when they met the parents. So you're right. It hasn't even been close to that because yeah. Jen was only back in Oklahoma for like less than three months. Yeah. So you're right. That makes no sense at all. See, now I don't believe it. See, now yeah. you got me. Now, now it's all a bunch of baloney, right? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me either. I was like, this guy, I don't care what he says. He's just, He's just talking. I want this to work between Jen and Rishi, but I just feel like there's a lot against them. And the the parents having the last say, I always feel like it's going to be a horrible situation because no matter how much you love each other, it's not up to you. Yeah. And I feel like at this point, Jen doesn't know how she feels. Like she, when she got on the plane, she told her sister-in-law, she's like, what am I doing? Like, where yeah. am I going? And I feel like there's so much doubt. So I feel like while she's in India now, she needs to get an understanding of where this relationship is and even determine if this is what she wants before they even involve his parents. Like they need to sit down and, and get things together between the two of them, figure out if you trust him or not. Because if you don't trust him, there's no point of even being in India right now. Yeah, exactly. I just, I don't know. I think Randy put planted this bad idea in her head. I think that him prematurely telling her, her that he was going to tell the parents. I think that the astrologer putting all these thoughts and ideas out there of certain times or certain dates, I think that that's enough to mess with anybody's mind. So you combine all of that and it's like, I wouldn't know what to believe. So I can understand Jen's confusion. Absolutely. All right, it's guys, we've run out of time again. There's too much. There's not enough time in the world to talk about all this 90 day drama, guys. All right. Thank you so much to my co-host, Carl, for joining me today. I'm George Mossy. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com and anywhere you get your podcast. We will talk to all of you guys very soon. Bye, guys.